0: Hi, and welcome to the Design Systems Podcast. This podcast is about the place where design and development overlap. We talk with experts to get their point of view about trends in design, code, and how it relates to the world around us. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Knapsack. Check us out at knapsack.cloud. If you want to get in touch with the show, ask some questions, or generally tell us what you think, go ahead and tweet us at the Pod. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Design Systems Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Strahl. Today, I'm here with Donnie and Jen D'Amato. This is a first for us, the first couples podcast we've ever done. Donnie and Jen are a part of a design system household. Donnie works at GoDaddy on their design system, and Jen works on the Signet design system. Welcome to the program.
1: Thank you. Yeah,
0: it's great to be here. So give me a sense of what it means to be a part of a design systems household, because this is a really interesting, you know, sort of dynamic that I've never really run into before. And I'm curious, in your own words, talk to me about what that means.
1: I think about the design system household is like you know when I think of design systems you think of about how to kind of have cohesion and like even when we're shopping for furniture like we made sure that like our dining table chairs were the same as our island table chairs and then like in our sitting room we have like similar like where there's still some wood tones but like still very different like so every single area has like similar parts to it but still has its own unique, presence.
2: Admittedly, yes. We both work in design systems doing product design, and we've actually taken it to the physical space in our house, doing systematic things in the house, right? So, you know, the furniture was one example, having, you know, routines that we have done on a regular basis, even the metrics that we have for the house. So like something that's really big for me is, you know, knowing our solar production or our water quality and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of nerdy, I guess,
0: because we're so involved. <laughs> Donnie in is
2: a stuff. huge nerd. <laughs> You're both nerds. Come on now. Don't, don't kid yourself.
0: So you guys have this setup where in your professional lives, you both work on design systems, and that bleeds over very much into the way you think about organizing your physical space and even some of the routines you have in your personal lives.
2: Yeah, no, that's, that's completely right. I think the thing that makes it most adorable yeah. Is, you know, because we both work in design systems, there's plenty of personal time that leaks into our work thoughts because we have things that are, we're thinking about for work. So, you know, as an example that I like to kid around is in the morning when we're waking up, you know, Jen will turn to me and the first thing she'll say is, can we talk about pagination? And this is in bed, right? We're just, we're, and for other folks that are out there that have work problems that they bring home that they want to talk to their spouses, you know, it could be difficult because you have to queue up all the background before you get to the root of the problem. Meanwhile, for us, we know exactly the space that we're talking about immediately because we work in the same field. Admittedly, you know, her being a designer and me being an engineer, but both understanding you know, the space pretty well.
1: Yeah, and I think like even with the differences of him being an engineer and me being a designer, it actually complements because like, even if I need to be brought up to speed on things, it's not nearly as difficult as it could be. And it kind of provides really good insight because if I need to understand how an engineer is thinking or how would they work through a certain problem or vice versa, like Donnie would need to understand how a designer is thinking then like we can kind of riff off of each other like that as well.
0: Yeah, it's funny. My own relationship, I'm married to a therapist. It eventually all ends up as metaphors, right? Like the idea of of like a design system is kind of like an assembly line for a car or kind of like, you know, suburban housing or something like that, right? And you don't actually get to talk about like the deep substance because the person is missing the context. And so sharing that context, you're able to have those sort of in-depth discussions in your own home. But like you mentioned, it's not all necessarily the same point of view. You have different backgrounds. One of you is a designer, Jen, and the other is more on the engineering side, Donnie. Talk to me about some of the differences in those points of view that emerged during these chats.
2: Some of the differences come from, I guess, the experiences that we've even had with design systems. So, for example, my experiences from design systems has been very much internally to the maintenance and building of the design systems. And Jen can speak to This is her first time being on the maintenance side herself. So from my point of view, what I'm contributing, not only just from code and engineering and what the web developer is thinking, but also from, you know, what it means to maintain a system and what we're thinking about when, you know, the future or the scalability of the system is expected. So that's, I think what I'm bringing to the table in terms of the different thought process.
1: Yeah. So, you know, as I'm building out this design system at Signet, like my previous place of employment, like I was a consumer of one. So like I was able to see what a good one is, or at least what I think is a good one, as well as like being understand how does it work? Why is it working? How do we talk to people who are building it and kind of get an understanding of why these things are being built? So like for me, even coming in building, it's like communication is very important. I make sure to like talk to my designers and talk to my engineers to make sure that like hey, are we building this the right way? Does this actually do the thing you need it to do? Or am I just building this in a silo? Because I don't want that. Like, No one really wants to like just build this thing and then like send it out and like hope it works. It's like, let's collaborate and let's work together.
2: Yeah. One of the things I, that has always resonated with me was a design system should be a reflection of the people who it's a part of, who use it and who are maintaining it. So you can't build it a silo. It has to be part of the people that it's for, You know, who's been familiar in the design system community. She's always said design systems are for people. So you know, that's the resonation thing, I think, when it comes to communication.
0: No, absolutely. And I, I adore that quote. As somebody that likes to think about practicing empathy every single day, like the design system is a reflection of the people that built it. And one that works well is in service of, of all those people as well as the business as a whole. So I think that's a really elegant way to think about it. Do you guys ever test what you're going to say um, in your meetings or, or in your planning sessions on one another? So, Jen mentioned that we had a sitting room, and the sitting room has been basically our co-working space because we both work remote.
2: And from my perspective, especially when I want to introduce a new concept to design, and that's something that I'm really passionate about, I will throw it against the wall or otherwise speak with my wife uh, <laughs> in in better terms and figure out what the response is potentially going to be from the knee jerk reaction, right? What do I have to account for that I haven't accounted for before I do the actual presentation against designers that would otherwise have their own, you know, personal or professional preferences to the approach that I'm considering. So that happens from my side.
0: I mean, Jen, are you ever like, I have this front-end engineer that is really pissing me off. Like they keep going on and on about Line height variables. Donnie, how do I deal with this person without naming names?
1: No, no, yeah, no, of course. Like, I, don't, I don't think I have that issue so much because I, you know, I'll just talk to them, right? Like, empathy is important. And so, like, my signature, like, digital team is very new. So, everyone, like, everyone's very nice and everyone tries to be understanding. And, like, you know, if anything, I wish sometimes, like, they would have more opinions. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that, like, what I talked to Donny about is a, is a lot about specifics in regards like as I'm thinking through a solution versus like, what am I going to present or how am I going to talk to someone? I think that there is time to be hard and there are times to be soft. I think I heard this quote from Tinks and she's mentioned strong opinions loosely held. So that's kind of where I, I live by.
0: <laughs> so you talked a little bit about the team at Signet being relatively new, you know, besides having different disciplines that you practice. You're also at very different companies. You have GoDaddy, which is sort of the essence of a born digital organization. And then you have Signet, which is something that started off likely before the web existed. And so in that case, it's very much like a digital transformation story. What are some of the different struggles that you all face in kind of the different approaches that your business has towards digital products?
1: Well, Signet does have websites where they can sell stuff, but then those websites are a little dated and so I think this is where like as they are moving on to more updated technologies I think this is where having a design system will help it a lot especially as we're acquiring a lot of other companies. How do we allow for some cohesion and consistency but also allow for each of them to have their own voice and that's something we're still kind of figuring out. We are you know obviously in terms of technology like because of the pandemic. Something that came out of that was like, you know, you can buy online and then like pick up in store, right, type of deal. And that's something that we're still like kind of figuring out. And I think that it's getting better. But, you know, I think there are still some miscommunications. And that deals with a lot of like other tech stuff, not necessarily just, you know, the experience that like we are dealing with.
2: Yeah. And then from the GoDaddy side, I mean, GoDaddy is, I think many people know, has been very much primarily a digital company. And you can imagine that there's been years of design and technical effort that's been put into that site prior to design systems, right? I mean, you can imagine you know, each different product that exists within the GoDaddy suite had its own kind of look and feel, and it's taken some time to create a design system that can be utilized throughout all those products. Actually, one of the things that you, if you search for online is the auctions site of GoDaddy, and you could actually see that that hasn't been touched in a little while in comparison to some of the newer products like the Hub, which is something released maybe about a few months ago or maybe a year ago now. So the designs of those are wildly different and show a progress or a snapshot of time design and really engineering that has gotten to us where we are today. But ultimately, you know, we're talking about the physical and and the digital space and from the digital space of it for the design systems, it's all right there. Versus in the physical to the digital thing, in my
0: opinion, is a lot more complex because you have to bring that to the physical space and continue to keep that cohesion. 100% of your business transactions exist in a digital medium. I would say that that's like, you know, not that long ago, it was exactly the opposite for Signet. And so, you know, the idea of that physical digital divide is something that oftentimes kind of defines the organization's technological maturity. And so, you know, not to say that like one's bad or good or whatever, but the idea of like what you all are working on. I mean, Johnny, it sounds like you have a pretty mature set of systems for a fairly mature set of digital products. Jen, it seems like you're just kind of getting things started there. Talk to me about that kind of difference where you have in one case something that that has been around a while versus something that's just emerging and relatively new.
2: So the challenge when it comes to a design system that's been around for a while is the legacy and the adoption and people going with what has been there already before. And that's the difficult part of it because there are better ways of doing things as technology has advanced, at least from my perspective, uh, want to make things better if we can make them better. So that's been the difficult part is that we have so much stuff that's already been there that people didn't have to touch because it was just working. When you have new designs that come in or new experiences that we're expecting, we need to improve those. And thereby, there's some conflict that we need to address.
0: So that's been the most challenging part. Gotcha. Do you ever look at Signet and just be like, oh, if I could only have that level of Greenfield again? Oh my God. Look, I
2: always want to build a new design system. I mean, admittedly, when I first got into GoDaddy, to go into a a small history about it, basically they had built a system with a large contributor model without a lot of governance. So that basically means bring it all in. We don't mind. If you need it, put it in here. It'll be great. But that means that no one's really saying no or thinking about the system as as a whole. And then it just becomes of like a dumping ground of stuff that people don't want to maintain. So I came in with a very specific job of saying no, and saying no as you know politically correct as possible, right? Um, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, Saying uh, no gently. <laughs> yeah, very gently. Exactly. That's the right word. So that was my my big thing, and I think we're benefiting from it. But there's still a lot of uh, struggle because there's still people getting used to that.
0: And what about you, Jen? Like when you talk about this is the sort of emerging nature of the Signet design system. Like what things do you run into and what do you wish that you had from GoDaddy?
1: Yeah, so I think with Signet, when I first joined and Amore was created, there were a lot of people were like, oh, is gonna fix this, is gonna fix that. And like, it was like a silver bullet type of thing. And we're like, no, that's not what is supposed to do. is supposed to help a lot of things, but you can't solve the world's problems with a design system, no matter yes. how much we want to. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there, we're so close. <laughs>
1: but the way that it was also being built was like we were pushing out a lot of new features or updating certain features while the design system was being built so designers were building things one way while we were still building it so like there was creating some slight disjointment and i think like because it's such a still relatively somewhat new field in terms of design like design system like not a lot of designers on our team knew how to work with the design system So I think that was a lot of education and that happened there as well. And like, you know, it took a little bit of time to start getting a governance model and you know, coming together and like saying, like, do we actually need this? Is this is this meant for something that's like specific to your experience or like something that will benefit the whole experience? So I think we're still kind of just learning through all of that.
0: Gotcha. And you see that existing inside of Donnie's organization. So when you talk about this you look at that and then people over there understand design systems a little bit more deeply and they understand that there's not the silver bullet or, or like, like how would you, how would you say that lines up?
1: I hear Donnie scream at things all the time. <laughs> so I've, I've, you know, I've learned pretty early on that it's like, yes, you are more mature and you have more knowledge, but there are different battles. There are always going to be different battles. There will never be a sunshine and rainbows air space. The grass is greener on the other side. is like a, common phrase, and I don't think so. It's just a different area you're eating your grass in.
0: (laughs) There's all these differences between your jobs, between the work you do, between the individual disciplines. But a lot of this is kind of about where things meet up. I mean, you guys are obviously adorable married people. Talk to me about what brings you together and what kind of brings these ideas into the same place.
2: I think the thing that's probably most relevant for both of us is the multi-brand support that we both need to do. So both of our companies have multiple brands underneath them. It's actually pretty interesting because from my perspective at GoDaddy, people don't realize, I think, that GoDaddy actually does own multiple brands. And then from Gen's side, all the brands that people know, they don't realize that it's all owned by one brand often. So I think that's actually an interesting difference as well. But we both need to support multiple brands. So the way that I've... Done it before, which we actually ended up doing at my previous job at Compass. And I've taken that approach and kind of scaled it up a little bit for all the brands that GoDaddy requires. I've been trying to also suggest to do that to Jen at Signet because it's been very helpful. And I think I mean she'll she'll say how successful it's been so far, but it's that kind of support for the design system to go ahead and be able to Basically, leverage design tokens to then inform what the colors and topography and and all that stuff would be for any particular brand so that you could have a similar experience, but with a different look and feel and paint job.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that is our eventual goal for our design system to be able to do that. Right now, we're still kind of figuring out how to do that. You know, I brought up semantic token naming and, you know, it sounded good in person initially. I think our devs still need to like look at that and kind of figure out, and then we'll have to work through the semantic naming and all that good stuff. So, still in the early stages. So, hopefully, we make some progress as you know things have slowed down a little bit here.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that I also really love, just as a as an observation, is you all both seem very focused on the sort of interdisciplinary, cross disciplinary nature of your individual system. Donnie, it's not just about engineering for you. It's also about that design experience and that stakeholder experience. And likewise, Jen, it's great to hear you talking about the engineering side of things. I think that there is this kind of interesting goal around adoption and use of a system that requires that sort of interdisciplinary mindset. How has working in design systems sort of changed your viewpoint on that?
1: I mean, I've always been very collaborative, like even in my previous company at the College Board, like... I've had to work very collaboratively with developers. And like even when I was working doing events design, so like thinking about spatial, like how does a user go from getting an email for an event, going to the website, then going in person and seeing that, and then also the post experience, how does that all tie into that? And I think that, that a lot of that experience of talking to different stakeholders and whether digital or physical has led me to where I am now.
2: I think from my perspective, I've always wanted to have a cohesive experience. It never made sense to me to go from one page of a website to another and have something different. It would look wrong. I think that for any user out there, it would look off, right? And people would be questionable about, like, does this site work? Or if I'm putting my credit card number, like, is this the right place to do so? Like, there's a lot of trust that's involved there. And when I was, again, working in my previous company, I always felt a little uneasy working in a particular feature of a larger product because I wanted to know if this feature was doing well in the larger scheme of the product. So that's kind of how I maneuvered to get into a platform level at Compass and even before that, to be able to be sure or have influence on making sure that everything was standardized and there was a certain level of expectation For a user coming in from the home page to log in to their dashboard to a card to check out, et cetera, so that it's the same kind of experience that they could be used to, as opposed to having again these kind of like silo features that all look different, even though they want to look the same. So that was really important to me to like be a part of that platform experience to show, you know, that it's consistent and trustworthy at
0: the end. Awesome. And One of the the hooks that I loved most about the conversation we're having when we were planning the episode was this idea of, of design systems pillow talk or design systems in the bedroom, if you will. I mean, I don't have lengthy conversations with my wife in the morning about pagination. But I'm curious, what are some of the other things that you all talk about that represent sort of those little moments in your lives where this sort of bleeds in? You talked about your living room. I think it's an awesome example. What are some other ones that sort of this touches you in a fun way.
2: Yeah, I mean, initially we were just thinking about like the furniture stuff. I mean, Im- I mean admittedly, when we're both kinds of design systems, I think it was a cute idea that it's a design systems house. I even made the Twitter handle to kind of represent that and like tweet out when we're watching. Actually, here's another example. Conferences. So there've been an online conferences because of the pandemic. So one of us will buy an online ticket and watch the conference from our living room on the big screen together. And, you know, take notes and otherwise, you know, uh, tell the team about it. So that's another way that we kind of are working together with the design system kind of mentality.
1: But yeah, even when we go on our like nightly walks, occasionally, you know, we'll talk about our day. And obviously a lot of our day is, is about work. And sometimes we're stuck on a problem and then we will talk about it and get some insight on that. And I think that that's always helpful for both of us to either vent or just to get understanding.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely one of the things that I, I know that I miss is being in an office and being able to just, you know, spitball something at a water cooler or in a hallway or something like that. So this gives me an opportunity to kind of do that, but also not necessarily have that person, you know, think it's going to affect their company because it's not like, it's a totally different company I'm speaking to. It's almost like, you know, going to a conference you know, in person and having conversations about different things and getting ideas. And that's how the design token thing, I guess, started for the multi-branding stuff that we're doing.
0: You've sort of created your own community of two in your own household. And I think that that's really cool. And I also know, Donnie, you mentioned the creation of a couple of Twitter handles and that sort of thing. You guys are, are all about the creation of that community outside of your home as well. You've been very active in trying to make sure that you know design systems are well-known. And I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast. I wanted to give you a chance to talk about that work in the community and how you're trying to help each other and help out this broader design systems ecosystem.
2: Yeah, I love the community. Uh, I'll say that straight up. And I really get a lot of influence and ideas and conversations that come from the community, both from the Slack community and the Twitter community. And that's where a lot of these ideas are shared. We're talking about you know novel things, things that uh, you might not even consider. I remember there was a post from Nate Baldwin, who works at Adobe, who made an entire site about color and contrast. And funny enough, I actually don't put a lot of emphasis in color. I actually wrote a blog post myself saying colors don't solve problems. It's a big thesis about us putting too much effort into figuring out what color something should be and less on the experience, which I think you know could be improved. But sharing that site there gave me a better appreciation about color. I still have the same stance of it not solving problems, <laughs> but I still appreciate all that work that was put into that site to kind of educate me and the rest of the community about color in ways that we might not even be thinking about. So it's things like that that really make me thankful for the community that we're a part of. Yeah. Jen Jen is less involved in the community than I
1: am. (laughs) Yeah, I I am more of a consumer of of the community. I I do really enjoy the channels. Like, Naming is Hard is one of those channels I really enjoy in the Design Systems Slack channel. But yeah, it's been great to, like, listen and, and read a lot about design systems and how other people are thinking and, like, just getting insights because we all have questions about design systems. Like, you know, we are in the field but we don't know everything so like this is a great way and there's no like one perfect way to do things every company comes with different dynamics and i think that understanding more of that this platform kind of helps give us that a little bit more
0: awesome well i want to thank you both so much for sharing your personal stories talking (laughs) in a different context maybe than normal about your marriage and your connection to one another And I just want to say, I really appreciate you uh, contributing to this community. Thank you for having us, Chris. Take care, everybody. That's all for today. This has been another episode of the Design Systems Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or a topic you'd like to know more about, find us on Twitter at the DS Pod. We'd love to hear from you with show ideas, recommendations, questions, or comments. As always, this pod is brought to you by Knapsack. You can check us out at knapsack.cloud. Have a great day.